Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is identity theft, and we're privileged to be speaking with Linda Foley, founder of the Identity Theft Resource Center. Linda, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Just to get started, why don't you tell me a little bit about the Identity Theft Resource Center and your unique tie to it, please? Well, the Identity Theft Resource Center is a nonprofit, 501c3 organization whose main purposes are to provide best-in-class victim assistance at no charge to consumers, and that's throughout the United States, to educate consumers, corporations, governmental agencies, and other organizations on best practices to help to prevent and actually to reduce the risk of fraud and identity theft, um, as well as mitigation and then to provide in, provide enterprise consulting and outsource services related to information breaches, fraud, and identity theft. So as I, as I understand, you also have a, you were a victim. Yes, I was a victim of identity theft. In fact, the unique tie that most of us have to the Identity Theft Resource Center is that almost everybody in this office has been a victim of identity theft or personally knows someone who is a victim of identity theft. So we have a very unique group of people who work with the Identity Theft Resource Center, which I think makes us more caring, professional, and more empathetic to the victims and consumers who call us. Very good. Linda, what have been sort of the greatest identity theft concerns so far in 2008? Based on the calls we're receiving, scams probably head up the list. Um, a lot of people are calling in wondering, is something a scam? What do I do? I think I just responded to a scam. They're also calling a lot about, what are these for-profit consumer products? Are they of any value? I think what is most misunderstood about identity theft is that it's not just a financial crime and that a lot of these consumer products only help in the area of consumer crime. Um, they also ask, do I have to purchase um, a credit monitoring service or, you know, if I become a victim, who's going to be there to help me? Do I need to purchase a resolution service? Without understanding that there's a lot of programs out there that provide services without charge, including the Identity Theft Resource Center. Now, Linda, given economic conditions, we hear a lot about the heightened threat and opportunistic crimes. What are your biggest concerns about identity theft as we transition into 2009? We have several of them. I think as credit becomes harder to get and as we are tightening up the world of credit fraud and the banking institutions are doing a great job in that as well as the retailers, that we're going to see more check fraud because that is not nationalized as far as a merchant receives a check and has no way to confirm is this an open account, is this even an account that really exists or not. We're seeing identity theft of children, of the deceased. We're seeing more breaches. I don't know if it's because there are more or people are just reporting them more. And then we have seen in the newspapers recently a lot more cyber crime, where we see large professional organized groups that are using the Internet to commit identity theft and fraud. A couple questions that are related for you. One, 
In your experience, how are banking institutions doing in helping customers avoid identity theft, and what can they be doing? Banking institutions can be doing a lot in terms of education. Each month you send out a billing statement, you could be including a newsletter, which explains some of the scams that are currently going on. The FBI has a sheet on scams, and we've seen some of the financial institutions that post that in their lobbies have reduced scam risk, or that their tellers are looking for problems, especially with the elderly, who seem to be targeted on telephone scams, but when they see them withdrawing large quantities of money, they're asking, did you just get a telephone call saying you've won something, or, you know, it sounds a little nosy, but in fact, what they're really doing is saving this person's entire security. Um, on the other side, banks and financial institutions have also made it harder for victims of identity theft. We're seeing them move a little more slowly in terms of helping to clear up the mess that the identity thieves have created. That's interesting. What have you found to be most effective? I hear a lot from the banking institutions that say that you know, the statement stuffers don't necessarily work because they kind of get tossed out. I think it depends on the format that the statement stuffers are in. Um, if it just looks like another fold-up rather than maybe a, a tri-fold with a great big headline and something in color that will really draw the attention of someone, it just looks like another one of those sheets of paper in there. I'm probably going to throw it away also. Um, people do go into banks. That's why something on a wall saying these are the most recent scams that we've heard of. That's a good point. Do you make a difference? The other thing that we've said for years now is the banking institutions can all go together and do one advertisement and say, everyone whose logo you see on the wall behind us will never email you or call you and ask you to verify your account number or your social security number. That is a scam. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Now, that seems to be something that individual institutions do, but as a consortium, as an industry, I guess, no, you don't see that. You don't see that, and that's something that would open the eyes because people are receiving these and they wonder, mm, could my bank be doing that? They're told, as a matter of fact, across the country, the financial institutions are not going to do this. Then there's no question about it any longer. Right. What are some things that consumers can and should be doing to help themselves and to protect themselves? They need to be informed about what is identity theft. Um, they also need to understand safe information handling. Um, to use passwords instead of mother's maiden names, for instance, when we're dealing with banking institutions, and to ask questions. Why do you need my social security number? What will happen if I don't give it to you? Is there an alternate number or an alternate system that we can use to help identify, my, identify me? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, even recently, going to, to get a new wireless device, I found that they wanted a social security number. When I asked why, they really couldn't answer it, just because they have a space in their system where they're supposed to put that in. Correct. So we need to be less compliant and ask more questions. Linda, you've been involved in this for a good deal of time now. What do you find to be most misunderstood about identity theft as it affects people now? Most people believe identity theft has to do with check fraud, 
with someone using your existing credit card, opening up a new credit card, or some of them even think about check fraud, but it goes far beyond that. We have younger thieves. We have people who are targeting specific populations, the elderly, children, um, critically ill patients, um, those who speak limited English, for instance, um, that there is criminal identity theft, that people can use your information and get a job which may affect your benefit status one way or the other. So that it's not just a single crime, but it is really an umbrella term for a number of different crimes. And I think the most misunderstood crimes are medical identity theft, criminal identity theft, um, things that relate to government issues such as welfare, benefits, and such. Now we're coming up to the turn of the year, so I'm going to ask you sort of a two-part question here in terms of New Year's resolutions. In terms of banking institutions, which certainly we speak to, and individuals, what are the resolutions that they should be looking at going into 2009? Okay. As far as banking institutions, I think their resolution should be to audit their information handling procedures, update them, and to set a written policy so that we are minimizing the amount of information that individual people see and that it is being handled in a safe way so that we're not going to continue hearing about backup tapes that are not encrypted that are being transported from one place to another. As far as individuals go, they should resolve to have a locked mailbox. It's amazing how much postal theft is going on that leads to identity theft still. That they have a locked mailbox, that they don't carry their social security card on their body, and that they start to ask questions. Again, why do you need my social security number? What will happen if I don't provide it to you? How will you store it and when you don't need it any longer? How will it be destroyed? And I think that has to do on the business side to make sure that information is destroyed appropriately, that it is encrypted, and that's all part of the policy of updating their information, and it ties into the red flag compliance rules anyway. Very good. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, how about the Identity Theft Resource Center? What's your resolution for the new year? Our resolution to the Identity Theft Resource Center is to increase our revenues, which because we are grant and donation sponsored, means we have to find more people who are willing to support the cause of identity theft so that we can expand our phone system and the number of advisors that we have available and hopefully to get out to more conferences and talk about information handling in a collaborative way because we believe that the only way that we can fight the criminals is when we work together as a team with the banking institutions, with law enforcement, with other corporations, and with the consumer groups. Alone, we can't accomplish anything. But united, then it's us against the criminals. Very good. Linda, thank you for giving us the opportunity to help spread the word. Thank you. We've been talking with Linda Foley, founder of the Identity Theft Resource Center. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.